to organizing scene. It is a brand new series on the stupid show. Hi, Janine. Hey, Morgan. Why do you keep calling our show Did stupid? <laughs> because it is the stupid show. We all know it's the stupid show. The main show is the classy show where we talk about Bridge on the River Kwai and other such legendary movies. Um, this show always brings up some daft stuff. Daft stuff, which is what I was trying to say. Ah. But it merged into one word because I can't speak and my tongue is broken. Well, that's that totally... sounded weird. <laughs> Sorry. That's totally on brand if we are the stupid show, so keep it going. Yes, <laughs> it is. Hello, though, everyone. This is Morgan Hasn't Seen. I'm Morgan. I haven't seen things. Janine, you tell me to see things, and I do that. With with a little bit of hesitation, but you do it, so I appreciate No you. hesitation. Sometimes. Where's the hesitation? It depends. Are you sure? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm you, not too you, sure. You, you fought me on a few things, but you end up giving in and enjoying yourself, so. I do. Just I do. Trust but, me. Yes. You just gotta trust me. I, I always do. I always do. And it is the start of a new series it on is. this show today. We have just covered. Now, this is where it is going to get real confusing for everyone. <laughs> and you're going to have to think and use your, use your minds and your brain boxes and other such words. Uh, because we have just come out of a series on movies about television. And this series we're doing is movies based on TV shows. Yeah, I mean, we did a poll and you guys wanted to keep the love for television rolling on. So, yes. You did. You did. And thank you to all the poll voters on the Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash it's a wonderful one or just it's a wonderful podcast on Patreon. Patreon's fun, Janine. We have a whole bunch of stuff over there. whole we bunch do. of tiers. They're, they've all got good stuff at. So find the tier that right may be right for you. Yeah, yeah. Janine does a better a better <laughs> announcer voice for, for that sort of stuff. Do I? She might, she might do it at the end <laughs> if you're lucky. Oh, if I'm lucky, really. It'll be on brand. I'll be like a TV show, game show host. Today. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely ideal. Janine, what movie uh, what movie did you force me to watch this week? Well, we're starting a new series, we just said, movies based on TV shows. Um, I think we had the folks kind of guessing, having fun trying to figure yes. out what we were going to pick for the first one, because there are lots of movies based on TV shows. Some good, some not so great, but um, always kind of, there's an attempt for fun. Um, and I have a lot of favorites, but, uh, I narrowed it down here to, uh, one that I really enjoyed. And that was Guy Ritchie's The Man From Uncle. <laughs> Why did you enjoy this movie so much? Well, aside from having two of cinema's most beautiful men <laughs> in this movie, <laughs> um, it was really fun. Great, uh, comedic dynamics. Um, fun, uh, tough female lead, which was great. Uh, mm. Just a fun espionage story that wasn't like your 
James Bond or something. So, um, yeah, it was fun kind of seeing these two more serious actors be kind of silly and fun, um, kind of play off each other. Uh, so, yeah, really just a lot I, of fun elements coming together. And I was surprised even seeing this movie in theaters, having not have heard of the show and not really being familiar with the concept. Um, really enjoying this movie way more than I had expected to. So yeah, I thought it would be a fun one and I thought you would have some fun with it. You know, sixties kind of vibe and espionage yeah. stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. So the man from uncle, the original TV show was from the sixties. And I want to say it was a kind of daft, uh, Oh, I use the word daft. It's a British word. If people <laughs> yes. don't know what the word daft well, means. Well, um, didn't somebody ask us that? How much British slang do you use? And you said you don't use very much, but today you're in a rare form. It's not apparently. slang. <laughs> it's not slang, though, is it's it? Just, is it slang? Uh, oh, British terminology. Terminology. What do, what do they call it? I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. Um, yeah. A silly. Uh, it's, it's kind of a silly alternative to the spy genre of Bond and such things. Because Bond, whilst silly, is the stories themselves are legitimate, they're serious. They take themselves seriously. They they take them seriously. They take themselves seriously. Now, The Man From U.N.C.L.E., the TV show, is almost like that weird Bond movie with David Niven, the Casino Royale one that happened before... Yeah. The official Bond movies that was a bit spoofy. Yeah. And a bit daft again. And a bit sort of playing with, you know, playing on itself. Yeah. Uh, Which I think The Man From Uncle does because we did watch an episode of the TV show as well. And that is something what we will be doing. We'll be watching an episode of the TV show of the movie that we're going to be covering to kind of get some insight yeah. on um, like a comparative look a little bit about, you know, what they took from the show, if they kind of were invoking the same vibes. And I thought that would be a fun thing to do. So yes, we did watch an episode of the old sixties TV show to kind of have a little bit of a deja vu, if you will. <laughs> almost, almost a deja vu. Um, in fact, it pretty much is really. It yeah. pretty much is. A, it's mm-hmm. a deja vu for this show. <laughs> uh, but I, I think we... um, Well, I chose the episode yes. of the TV <laughs> show. Um, I'm not quite sure I chose an episode of the TV show that was too similar to the rest of the TV show. No, I, I have... It's the only episode of The Man From U.N.C.L.E. I've ever seen. This one had tortured dungeons and george (laughs) sanders being creepy and i mean george sanders being creepy everybody always loves that yes but it it was in this manner it it was low-key a vincent price movie and it was kind of campy and kind of just really having fun with itself oh yes when this old lady who's like helping the villains put the man from uncle agents into a this torture dungeon when they finally she gets captured and they say we're gonna tie you to this like dungeon thing and strap you down she's like oh make it nice and tight i'm a bit of an escape artist and i want to test my skills so like they were capturing her and she was just kind of like all excited about it to be all tied up so she could (laughs) she could like test out her escape skills so Just things, silly things like that happening in the episode. You, was... <laughs> you get the feeling that if 
this um if that situation was brought up today and someone was being ex uh, being uh, excited to be tied up in a dungeon that it probably wouldn't be because of they were a good escape artist <laughs> yeah probably it would not. definitely be for some other lewd reason <laughs> probably um, that we do not judge people for we do you not. know do your own shenanigans <laughs> with yourself with others with 17 <laughs> other people with whoever the hell you want thank you for that public service announcement morgan appreciated do i get the do i get the noise do i get the jingle give me the jingle janine yes that's what i wanted (laughs) that is precisely what i wanted absolutely (laughs) ridiculous what the hell's going on um but no the look the episode of the tv show i thought was very fun I mean, yeah. basically, I think the whole premise of The Man From U.N.C.L.E., and we get this from the movie way more clear than this TV show, is that it's an American spy and a Russian spy who come together to work together in the sort of height of the Cold War. Yes. But they're working for this sort of third party. They're working for U.N.C.L.E., um, which is, you know, this third neutral organization that's doing its own stuff and i think they kind of start out with separate kind of missions against each other until they're ultimately brought together so then there's already kind of this animosity that's been set up and this reluctant having to work together situation so that makes them for some really funny moments um, and yeah. like I said, it's nice to see these kind of more serious actors do some fun kind of comedic stuff along with the action that they're kind of more known for. So, yeah. And, yeah. you know, if you want to if you want to get a, a vibe of how kind of fun and sort of not serious the man from uncle is, is that the the American Henry Cavill in the movie um, I forget the actor's name in the in the show now, uh, but his his character's name is Napoleon Solo. Yes. <laughs> so that's not a regular. That's no. not James Bond, is it? <laughs> no. That's way more of an Austin Powers name, right? Than James Bond, and I know Bond has some wacky names in there. Oh yeah. But that's that's way more of an Austin Powers kind of uh, ran- random task. <laughs> oh, what's what's what are the what are Doctor Evil's sort of cronies called? What are some of those called? Frau Farbissena. Like <laughs> yeah, just uh, nonsense. Names. Number two. <laughs> number two's great though. I like number two. I think his name's like Mustafa or something. Will Ferrell's Mustafa. character. Mustafa. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> Lovely. Um, but yeah, it's basically it's basically more along the vibes of that, really, because there is comedy in there as well. And yes. There's comedy in both. There's comedy in the show, and there was comedy in the movie. Um, but I like what you said. It was nice in the movie, and we are talking about yeah the 2015 Henry Cavill Army Hammer. Yes, Alicia uh, Vikander. Alicia Vikander as well. Yes. yes, who Alicia Vikander? We have to, you know say, had such a prolific 2015 and has done what since Tomb Raider? Yeah. Nothing really? 
Not really. Where Where is Alicia Vick? I mean, f- to be perfectly honest with you, Alicia Vikander's probably taken an extended vacation after her prolific 2015 and Tomb Raider. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't a great um, movie. Well, it was a big movie, though. It was yes. a big role. Yes, and she, I heard for... she did a lot of kind of training and stuff for something like that. Yeah. After Look, her... she's great. Yeah, she had her big breakout she's ex great. machina. That was kind of the first yeah. time I had ever really seen her in anything. Um, and she did this movie, The Danish Girl. Yeah. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But she's great. I really like her in this movie as well. Like you said, she's kind of badass. She's kind of playing on her own rules and yeah. not taking nonsense from Henry Cavill and certainly not taking nonsense from, from Army Hammer. Army Hammer. She's kind of a cool mechanic um, girl who's like tough and doesn't take any nonsense. Yeah. There's a whole scene where she's like wrestling with Army Hammer and she manages to pin him down. <laughs> yes. That's a that was a little bit uh hot under the collar. Yes. <laughs> That whole that whole situation. Yeah. Didn't they have music on in the background as well? Didn't they yes. have like some sort of? There was a song um, um, that oh, I that is known song? probably best from Dirty Dancing. Was it? Mm-hmm. What was it? You said I remember you saying you really loved that song. I did, but what I can't remember what it was now. Oh, it was "Cry to Me" by Solomon Burke. Yes. That was what it was. Yes. Lovely stuff. Um, it was, yeah, it was that. Yes. No, ultimately, I just think the man from Uncle was a, a very fun spy action movie. Is it? Is it? Look, I'm I'm not gonna say it's probably one that I I won't go and watch over and over again. But did I have fun with it? I absolutely had fun with it, and I'm going to have fun with it when it's. Henry Cavill being a little bit silly because yes. I like Henry Cavill anyway, and we all know we all get the big situation. Oh, Henry Cavill's too serious. Superman, Superman, Superman. <laughs> Shut up. We get it, people. Yes. But he, he he can be he can be silly. He can be funny. He can. He knows how to turn that on. He can smile sometimes and Henry Cavill and it's nice to see especially when he's doing his weird American accent yeah so it's just kind of funny um, a Brit playing an American and an American playing a Russian there's uh, lots of uh, yeah. <laughs> lots of character work going on here accent changes <laughs> I mean look I was half questioning Henry Cavill's accent I'm seriously questioning Army Hammer's accent <laughs> who is just the most sort of in Soviet Russia, I do nothing because we are not allowed or something, whatever it is. <laughs> Some sort of nonsense jokes that he's making. But he is literally speaking like that. He has gone. And I like, look, I like Army Hammer as an actor. I do. I don't think he's ever done anything that's as good as Call Me By Your Name. I mean, I liked him in Social Network as the Winklevoss twins. That was pretty good. That was kind of, I think, mm. the first time I've seen him. Yeah. He's not the best part of that movie, though, is he? No, but... He's, like, I mean, far he had to from play, the best. He had to play twins. I think he did a good job. 
Tom Hardy did a good job playing twins, though, Ooh, playing true. the Cray twins. So did Lindsay Lohan. She did a good job. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, Lo- Lindsay Lohan, excellent twin work yes. from Lindsay Lohan. Um, and then there's the twins that only played one character, like Mary, Kate, and Ashley Olsen. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and Dylan and Cole Sprouse when they were young. <laughs> When they were Ross's only... son, <laughs> and in big, or maybe only Cole Sprouse was. I I don't remember before <laughs> Zach and Cody was a thing. Yes, and then you found out there were actually two of them. Yes. Yes, because they actually do look quite different. Yes, and it's way noticeable. Um, but yeah, Army Hammer. I like Army Hammer, but he is doing a little bit of a strange <laughs> accent. But I, I guess it plays with the it kind does. of tone of the movie. It does. It's supposed to be a little bit stupid. It's not supposed to be too serious. I mean, Hugh Grant's in this thing as well. Yes. Being like the the spy boss, being the M character almost. Um, who doesn't come in until like ages through the movie. It's just, oh, Hugh through, Grant's yeah. here. There he is. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't realise Hugh Grant was in this movie. I was questioning where Jason Statham was in this movie and oh, somebody goodness. like that because it is a Guy, Guy Ritchie, Ritchie movie. That's true. Well, I mean, he also doesn't pop up, um, Jason Statham, he doesn't pop up in uh, The Gentleman, his newest movie. I know, and... Um, or Aladdin. That <laughs> what if Jason Hugh Statham Grant- had been the genie? <laughs> 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 oh, Can that you would imagine have been that? Truly awful. <laughs> I mean, granted, I didn't even see Aladdin. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but a Jason Statham genie. Janine, can you do a Jason Statham impression? Oh no, I cannot. Um, not at all. But I mean, not even a little bit. <laughs> no, I think we should maybe no. talk about this on our, on on the bonus content. <laughs> Quite possibly, yes, extra special Patreon bonus content for those at a certain tier on the Patreon. You get extra special Patreon bonus content every week. Yes. Uh, <laughs> for every week. It's great. It's fun stuff. It's extra special Patreon bonus content. What more needs to be said? It's great. Yes. So maybe I'll attempt it over there, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Join the Patreon. If Join you want to hear. No, you'll hear. <laughs> We're not selling out. We're not selling <laughs> not out. At we all. promise no, we're not no. selling out. Um, we're not trying to upsell you at all. <laughs> no. You still always get this stuff. And you'd always get this stuff anyway. It's the beauty of things like Patreon. You have your things you do. And then you just have your little bonus stuff. Yes. For the people. That's pa- That's how Patreon... If anybody was unaware, that's how Patreon works. Pretty sure most people are probably aware these days. Patreon's literally everywhere. It is. <laughs> Nobody doesn't have a, no fairly creative person does not have <laughs> not some have form a of Patreon. <laughs> oh, or some form. Yeah, it's it's good. I like Patreon, but we're not here to talk about Patreon. Um, we're here to talk about Jason Statham being the genie. No, we're not. We're not here to talk about that either. Um, Hugh Grant's in The Gentleman, though, isn't he? He is, and he's playing a very different character from what um, uh, I have seen him play before. 
What's he doing? Or do we get onto that in the extra special Patreon bonus content? I mean, we can. Unless you want to talk about it here. We can talk about it here. Um, he's kind of, well, I mean, you know, he always kind of plays a, a bit of a smarmy guy sometimes, but usually like a suave smarmy guy. This time he's yeah. just a smarmy, he's like a smarmy journalist trying to kind of blackmail people and get information. And he's kind mm. of obnoxious. He's like obviously obnoxious. And I think, I think he's gay. I think his character, like they don't outright say it, but there are like, um, he mostly has a lot of his scenes like the story plays out of him kind of narrating what he knows to Charlie Hunnam's character and Mm -hmm. asking Charlie Hunnam's character how he plays into it. So he like has kind of figured out the whole, the whole movie is he's figured it out in some sense. Okay. So he's kind of telling Charlie Hunnam the story of what's going on as Charlie Hunnam is kind of involved in the story as kind of a way to eventually like blackmail him or something or get something from Charlie Hunnam that he wants. And there are certain moments where he calls him like darling or babe or something like that. So I think he's like kind of maybe flirting with him a little bit or something. So I'm thinking there was some kind of implications that his character was maybe gay. Um, And yeah, he just is kind of a, a bit of a deplorable, I would say. Not in his suave, I mean, cute way, but in his yeah. just in like a really kind of sleazy reporter kind of way. <laughs> that that is kind of unusual for Hugh. Grant. Yes, and he does a really good job. It's really kind of fun seeing him in this light. He's really funny. Um, and this movie does kind of have that great balance, which I think we'll talk more about in our bonus content when we get into yes. uh, Guy Ritchie movies. Is what we'll be talking about specifically. But um, yeah. Uh, so he's very different yeah. from this kind of matter of fact M give you your give you your assignments yeah. type character. Yeah, uh, I I still think he works as that character really well in this movie. Yeah, and he, he's still kind of playing it like the rest of them are a little bit tongue in cheek and a little bit kind of i'm just really kind of playing an m role here yes and i think like the end it kind of felt like it left it open for a potential sequel but i don't know how well this movie did to warrant that and i would have loved to see a sequel because i loved these characters and like they kind of set it up to where you know hugh grant's character at the end is giving that organization the name of uncle and then you go into the credits so you feel like okay we're gonna get more from this agency we're gonna get more from him as this kind of m role and it'll be really fun but of course we didn't get much else but i would actually you know love to see these characters continue on because this movie was really fun i mean yeah it's been it's been like five years years. now yeah it's from what i can remember i don't think it did do particularly well but i think it was one of those that people were like you need to go see this you need to go see this movie this is a good movie Mm -hmm. this this is a really great fun movie and like nobody went to see it maybe because they didn't really know what it was what it kind of was or, or what was going on with it um because look the show itself was not a popular no, it, what, it ran from maybe 63 to 67 or something like that. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was a long decades long like running. Like a mash or something. Yeah, which, you know, everybody knows. Yeah. And it was this kind of silly-ish spy comedy 
thriller kind of show ep- that was, you know, episodic and... Well, of course it was episodic. It was a 60s television show. And it was like an hour long and it had like different acts and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird, that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was set like, out into act like... Act one, it'd give you the title of the act of things would happen. Then you go to like commercial break act two and then you'd get into a whole thing and then act three and title and all this. Yeah. It was like the chapters in a Tarantino yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it. I've always kind of liked it. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of liked that some movies are are split up into chapters. Whether it's chapters or sections or sections or whatever it may be. Um, You know, like deliberately split up into that with subtitles and whatever. Um, I always kind of like that. I think it, it helps with pacing. Yeah, because you're like, okay, we're on, we're onto that now. A new little thing's gonna happen. It's kind of, it, I suppose it it works well if stuff is serialized. Yeah, I think because it it's kind of always on a little bit of a repeat and a little bit of remember what happened last time. We're just gonna get right back into that because that's kind of you always hear you know like a lot of sort of. Victorian era novels and stuff like that, like the like the early sci-fi novels, yeah, and some horror novels and stuff like that, were serialized. Um, like Phantom of the Opera, I think was serialized originally. Mm-hmm. So every so often, you'll just get like, oh my god, all this information again that I've just read, you know, fifty pages ago. I'm reading it all again because of the people that may have forgotten it with the last time they read it when it was originally published in the 1800 whatever. Yeah. Um, I can see it also being a good way to compartmentalize ideas so that you can do a fun thing of kind of bringing it all back together. Like, like, like Tarantino does, like you see different, you see one story, you see another story you can still kind of put that first story you saw on the back burner, focus on this new story. And then there's like a creative way to bring both of those stories together in the end. Yeah. I think that's what the, the TV show, the episode. Yes. That we so that's did, what, did like really that, quite well. When those are, there's kind of uh, chapters or episodic things like that. Um, I think that's a fun uh, storytelling element as well. It's almost it would I would have almost liked to see it actually in the movie, to be honest. Them kind of breaking and it I up mean, like I th- that. Yeah, I think it was clear. It was obviously very clear what was going on in the movie. Like we said, it was a perfectly enjoyable movie. I don't think I loved the movie to be honest. Okay. But it would look. But I'm not. You know that. I'm not one who usually would pine for spy thrillers. Yeah. Um. I I enjoy the odd spy thriller, and I enjoyed the Man from Uncle, um, and I will I would watch it again if it was on. It was kind of one of those movies for me. Okay. If it happened to be on, I would I wouldn't turn it off, and I would enjoy myself. You okay. know, mm-hmm. it was one of those kind of situations. Um, I almost would have liked it to be to be split up like that though. I think it would have made it feel more authentic to the TV show. 
And I get that they were probably trying to just kind of play off the name and the premise. Yeah. Because obviously the style is kind of totally different. different. And yes, yes, it's still a little tongue-in-cheek. Yes, it's still a little playing with its own ideas. And, you know, it's... I'm not going to say it's meta because it's not really meta. No. It's just kind of, it's kind of half spoof. It's not like full spoof. It's well, weird. Even just it's, like it's the it's thing a weird of them. tonal area. Yeah. Like even just with the thing of them uh, kind of comparing their gadgets and making fun of like Russian made gadgets versus American yeah. made gadgets and stuff like that. Um, those were kind of some funny in kind of spy jokes that they had in their. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, I think show-wise, they did kind of try to capture some of that quirkiness and maybe kind of the dynamic of the two leads. But I think for the most part, they just took on basically the premise of this spy agency where uh, an American spy and a uh, Russian spy have to work together. So I think those are yeah. basically just the major elements they were really invoking in this movie. They didn't really take on much more than that. Yeah, and look, they did that really well. They got, obviously, Guy Ritchie in, who's known for a certain style of movie. Masculine kind of action, guy's guy. And you usually always have one kind of strong, kick-ass female who's kind of has to be in there with the guys. The gentlemen, you also get a character like that. So, um, yeah. And look, it is that. It's a very kind of man movie. Yes. Um, and like you said, even the, you know, the 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 female character, Alicia Vikander, is painted in such a way as not to be the most feminine person going. No, when you it was meet not her, like... when we meet her, she's like fixing a car in an auto shop. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's not, you know, this isn't a slight on anything. This isn't a this is purely an objective uh, reading that I had, was that Alicia Vikander in this movie was basically just another guy. She wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't her femininity that made her strong, for example. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was almost the fact that she was masculine that made her strong. As a badass spy. That's just an objective reading. That's not me judging anything or anything like that. Yeah. That's just no, I get that. in a little bit of an- analyst, uh, analysis. That's what I got from that. Okay. Um, think of it what you will. I'm not pushing any sort of agenda or anything <laughs> like that. Um, I don't mind either way. Because your your opinion is your opinion. Exactly. And you're free to share your thoughts. That's the point of the show. It's you your exactly. true thoughts on um these new movies that you haven't seen. So yes. Yeah, always yeah. happy to hear your opinions. I mean, if you do want my opinion, I always I always kind of feel it's a little more beneficial if you if you have if you have women in your movie who are strong in their femininity yes you know mm-hmm. and i always feel i always feel that's a little bit more beneficial but that's again that's coming from me and what the hell do i know i'm not a woman 
So I don't really know anything. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> no, I think yeah. most of his tough female characters, um, their their strength isn't like from anything other than them just being, you know, kind of just Self. being one of the guys. Like they, 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 there's no kind of distinguishing thing. They, they are in it's the mix. Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, they are basically just in the mix with these guys and doing their thing. It's not like there's a standout thing that's like, oh, she's the, you know, overly it's, sexy one or it's the Michelle one who needs Rodriguez. to be saved or, you know, yeah. It's just Letty from Fast and Furious. Essentially, essentially. It's exactly the same. And we all, no, look, there's great characters that are like that. Look at, like, people like uh, Ellen Ripley. Who's super sort of, yes, I think, to be honest, though, that's a bad statement from me because Ellen Ripley's very sort of fluid with her kind of gender roles in these, in the Alien movies. Yeah. Like, she can be such a protective sort of mother figure, but then completely hyper-masculine sort of gun-toting, I'm going to murder you all. Yes. Alien swine or whatever she calls them. She doesn't call them swine. <laughs> Uh, we all know the quote. Uh, or uh, anyone, you know, anyone in in. I don't know why I've got onto this. I don't know why my head's gone onto it. But you know, like think of final girls in horror movies and stuff like that. Okay. Play a lot with gender roles and gender performance in in movies. You know, can can go from feminine to being masculine um if you if you were now if you analyze stuff too much then you start to turn into me and look at every <laughs> damn thing that's going on in terms of oh you think this is the sort of stuff that the film and i've not been in film class for years but i still have it ingrained in my mind of looking at everything as because this is literally what they would say was, oh, you see that knife? You see that knife there? Because we're, we're doing it a lot with horror. And, like, you see, in that one scene at the towards the end of Halloween, you know, where Jamie Lee Curtis is hiding in the closet? Yeah. Um, So you, you would say, you would say, and again, this is objective, this is quite kind of traditional um you would say cowering away from the man the killer man feminine okay but then she gets the knitting needle typically fem quote unquote typically yeah. feminine, feminine item yes but but she stabs him in the eye with it she impales him and what on a man impales somebody else Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what it is. That's what knives are, swords are, knitting needles, <laughs> pencils. If somebody, Joker, putting the pencil into the guy's uh, head at the start yeah. of Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. That's what that sort of stuff. Film class is obsessed with that sort of stuff. And it doesn't <laughs> leave your mind. So it you were looking not for lots of uh, phallic objects in this uh, phallic weapon. Not just, not just <laughs> symbols. Not, not just that. Not just that side of it as well. But also, 
of the feminine opposite. Okay. Very interesting. And it's just like, oh, this is... In fact, speaking of <laughs> alien, this was in Alien. <gasps> alien. Look at look at the xenomorph's head. <laughs> xenomorph's head. Yes. Xenomorph's head. <laughs> yes. It's in Alien as you well. You heard it here first, people. Professor any, any sort class of... on film studies. And I know, I know. Oh, God, I'm getting into that. I didn't know where this has come from. I'm kind of enjoying myself. Um, I don't know why I'm enjoying myself. What a ridiculous conversation. Well, you said it up the... top. You warned the people of the stupid show. So. I did. I did. I did. So it is here, the stupid show. We warned you. Is the stupid show. We do have some nice calls today as well that we have yes. to get to. And I did find a nice um, piece of trivia, which I think might be oh, fun a nice to try piece to of find, trivia. find some trivia throughout the series. But um, Well, can I tell you something kind of funny but also kind of true? Yes. <laughs> Is that in, in film class, any sort of quote-unquote tunnel object or opening or uh, round... Thing uh, that something would impaled. go into <laughs> or through or something like that. You know, they say the train going through the tunnel and all that yes. business. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the same. That's that's why they say that. Okay. Um, that is the opposite. Okay. We all know what I'm talking about. We're not idiots. I bet you didn't think you we're, were not getting idiots. this today, folks. But uh, probably it. didn't know. You've looked. You've looked enjoy at the title. It. You've gone. Oh, the. <laughs> you've looked at the title. They're going. Oh, they're talking about the man from Uncle today. And yes, we have talked a little bit about the man from Uncle. But really, what have we talked about? We've talked <laughs> about the fact that film class is obsessed with genitals. <laughs> Essentially. That's what the more we've you know. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Oh God! Like Janine, please chocolates. get us not like a box of chocolates. No, it's um, just—it's not even like—it's not even like a box of chocolates that you never know what you're gonna get. It's just the fact that you just never know what you're gonna get. There's no chocolates involved here. <laughs> Unless you're eating chocolate whilst listening to this, which I hope you are. I hope you're enjoying yes, you might need your it. time the at nonsense. home. Um, and the full of the nonsense. Janine, please. <laughs> the trivia that you found, was it fun? Um, so I was looking at stuff on the TV show. And in looking at that, I found that Ian Fleming was reportedly one of the consultants when the series was being planned. The name Solo mm. was borrowed Apparently, with his blessing from the novel Goldfinger. Go solo, solo, solo in Goldfinger. I don't know. I guess maybe he's somebody Someone who's just in the, no- in the novel. Goldfinger? I would think. I guess. Oh, wait a minute. Is Solo one of the mob bosses that Goldfinger brings to his place to get them all in the same room? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Ian Fleming, not the nicest guy. We don't well, like Ian Fleming. He was nice enough to consult and give his uh, blessings, I guess. No, he's, a ter- he's kind of a show. terrible person, though. Yeesh. 
He's kind of not the best. He's kind of think of think of what think of how sexist Sean Connery James Bond is. So that times that by of... ten times that by ten for the novels and then times that by ten for Ian Fleming. Oh good grief. Ian yes. Fleming projected himself onto novel James Bond. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, Ian Fleming wasn't the best. Um, Wrote influential stories. We can't take that away from him. No, we cannot. And we're not going to take yes, that away There from is him. a character, Martin Benson, plays Solo in Gold Solo. Game. There is Solo, solo in Gold See, you're coming in with all the facts. I'm talking I'm about trying. nonsense, and you're coming in with sense. I'm no uh, like Movie Fights do. era Dan Merle, but um, fact checker. But, <laughs> yes. Or even a Ken Knapsack oh. TV fights fact checker, but I do my best. <laughs> oh, that's for the that's for the low that's for the real that's for the real ones out there. <laughs> yeah, get that. If you're a real get one, you know reference. what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the real the real guys, the real guys. Uh, we do have calls today, though, Janine, about the movies based on TV shows. Do we want to get into those now? Sure. Let's, Let's do, it. do it then. Who do we have up first? I know we have two today. We did get more. We did get more than two, but we're going to spread them out a little bit because yes. it's nice to have them on every show because yes. calls are some of our favorite things. They and we love answering are. them. We love getting them on the shows. Who do we have? So when I posed the question, hey guys, we're not going to tell you what we're doing for this first episode. What are your guesses? We got a couple guesses from our good friend, Billy Belford. Hey Morgan, hey Janine, it's Billy Belford. I hope you know, I hope the first movie you're covering based on a TV show is either one of my two favorites. My two favorites are Maverick. And Starsky and Hutch. Maverick is uh, based on an old black and white uh, TV show with James Garner actually playing the role of Maverick. And then obviously Starsky and Hutch is based off the 70s police serial drama. Both are really good. I love both of them. Have a good one. So excited for this series. Thank you, Billy Belford there. Clearly driving in his car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with his indicators on. <laughs> indicators. That. Yes, that's the name of them. Don't call them turn signals. Or blinkers. Don't call them blinkers. <laughs> call them indicators. indicators. Because you are indicating that you are going that way or that way. <laughs> Very north. <laughs> indicators. <laughs> Basically. Yes. So yes. Billy Balford mentions his two favorites, Maverick and Starsky and Hutch. I did consider Starsky and Hutch. Um, it's a isn't bit. The, isn't the movie the one, the Owen Wilson one? It's Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. Oh. Um, and I, I know like, you're not. You're not. A, like you are both not a, of them. Yes, but you're not a frat pack guy. Which frat no. pack consists of like your Luke Wilsons, your Owen Wilsons, your Ben Stillers, your Will Ferrells. Your... <laughs> this is the thing though. I don't mind Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. Um, 
I I like this movie, but I don't know. I think you could you could have fun with it, but I think it might be a little too like nonsense silly for you. So I mm, okay. I, I kind of wasn't gonna go with it, but I was also thinking about going with it just because we had all this fun discussion about me discovering that the original Starsky was the director of my favorite movie <laughs> oh, of all yes. time. Paul M. Glaser, who also directed Running Man, and he, him, and the original Hutch actually make a cameo in Starsky and Hutch. So, Um, (laughs) so it would just be more Paul Michael Glaser. Yes, because for us to enjoy. Exactly, because there's a whole thing, I think, where, you know, his whole thing in the show, I guess, is his car. He has, like, this really nice car. So they have, like, the same kind of replica car in the movie. And there's a whole thing. Isn't that Smokey and the Bandit? Well, the, I guess, but I'm just saying night it, he has a very specific car in the TV show. So in the movie, he or had a very specific yes. <laughs> Would you let me die? I'm going to murder you. <laughs> I'm going to murder you with my phallic <laughs> No, oh needle. God, don't start saying that. <laughs> with my knitting oh, needle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, in the movie. Oh, in the TV show. Somebody needs to clip that out. As far as I know from the TV show, he has a very specific car. And so by the end of the movie, the car gets completely destroyed. He ends up buying a a replica of the car from somebody. And the person he buys the car from is the original Uh, Starsky. So the original Starsky and Hutch show up and they're like, okay, here's the car. And like he drives off screeching the tires and the original Starsky's like, ah, no. Don't, don't mess it up don't mess it up and he's all worried about the car and they're dressed like exactly the same <laughs> what is it with the what is it with 70s television that is obsessed with people and their vehicles yeah i think that's a, a big thing is it just a thing yes people people like the cars people like the motorbikes Yes, like the I think that was a lot of a lot of stunt action. A lot of stunt action. I think from a lot of the shows we cover are going to be like vehicle based. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, that car's just jumped over a building. Yeah, yeah. I think we're definitely going to get a lot of that with uh, um, one of our picks. That's going to be a double feature. So you know. Uh. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yes. Yes. Um, but we should say, Billy Belford may have guessed that uh, today's episode was on Maverick. But I mean, he wasn't as wrong as he thinks no. he is. Because next week's episode <laughs> is, in fact, going to be on Maverick. Maverick. Yes, and we will be watching an episode of the old James Garner series that he mentioned. So, yeah. We hope you're excited for that, Billy. Um, We thank you for your call. You're great. Yes. You're you're the best. (laughs) And uh, we love getting getting calls from Billy. It's been a while since we've had a call from Billy Belford. Yes. But I think this... uh, I like it. This uh, series inspired him to... uh, share his yes. thoughts so yes if you guys have thoughts you know we always leave a link come and check it out and leave us a voice message and tell us what you uh what your favorite uh movie based on a tv show is so we yeah, do we would love to hear from you we certainly would and yes like you've just said Janine, every episode of every show we do 
there is always a link in the description, whatever podcast provider you are on, to go and leave us a voice message, just like Billy Belford just did, and just like our next caller did and has done and is doing and i I, he's he's a new favorite of mine yes he's becoming a a frequent caller that we're loving and he has a great voice too by the way he does it's the best voice (laughs) i'm sorry everyone else i'm truly (laughs) sorry everyone else including you and myself yes (laughs) he's got the best voice you know um miss movies today brianne chandler actually listened to machine mondays today and she specifically told me that she really liked steve's voice so yeah <laughs> oh there you go steve she made a point to tell me that yeah she really liked liked the uh steve movie Fenobi's voice so yeah let's hear what he had to say about movies based on tv hello morgan hello janine so movies based on tv shows i would say my ultimate ultimate favorite is The Fugitive by far. Great cast, well-made movie. Another great movie, but I don't watch it as much as The Untouchables. And as far as the better of the rest, I'd say some of the Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. I don't know why my voice did that. Mission <laughs> Impossible. Uh, especially uh, 5 and 6, pretty damn good. First part of the It movie. Uh, based on the TV miniseries. Uh, Serenity's a good one. A-Team, better than expected. Kind of funny. Adam's Family. And I think I need a dedicated one just to Star Trek. Wow, those are some there good ones go. there. Thank you so much, Steve. Um, and I feel like that's kind of enough to really make me want to do another series. Maybe I'll actually do one where I throw Starsky and Hutch in there and some of the ones he mentioned. Because, I mean, yeah. have, you seen, have you seen some of those? or? Obviously, I've seen Adam's family, yes. like, all the time, <laughs> because it's me. Yes. Um, I can't even remember what he, what else he said, actually. The future. I'm sorry, I was, te- I was just taken aback by his voice. <laughs> he mentioned the fugitive. He's got a voice. The fugitive. <laughs> I haven't seen the fugitive. Oh, he said he mentioned the untouchables. I haven't seen the fugitive. I have seen the Untouchables. I do like. I've not seen the Untouchables in ages, but I remember liking the Untouchables. Yeah. Kevin Costner, yes, Sean, Sean Connery. Connery, doing a weird Irish accent, even though he's basically speaking in his own accent that's yes. just Scottish. Ennio Morricone. It's the strangest thing. Ennio Morricone. Ennio Morricone did the. Did he? He did. <laughs> I like that. Yes. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. Love Ennio Morricone. He's the best. Sean Connery won uh, the Supporting Actor Oscar for that. He did? He did. Look at us, like, Sean giving Connery. each other movie knowledge about We both didn't know about this one movie. <laughs> Sean Connery won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar for The Untouchables, despite the fact that his accent is awful. <laughs> In the movie, oh, it's impressive. ridiculous. And he did get a little Sean Connery when he started talking about. He did. He did. <laughs> That's probably what made him think of the Untouchables. Uh, I like it. But um, come on, guys, though, we we can't deny he's got the best voice. He does, and people he have does. said recently. People have said recently, like 
I don't know what my, people like my voice. I don't know why people like my voice. Maybe they maybe they don't they don't hear enough um, accents, accents of this type <laughs> no, in their not. local area. But uh, it ain't no it ain't no Steve. But he also mentions Mission Impossible, which definitely, I think, warrants its own series as well. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we will get there. Judge me, judge me, judge me. I don't like Tom Cruise. Well, we're going to watch those movies. They're actually really fun. I don't like him. Really well put together. The stunts are incredible. I don't like him, Janine. You don't have to like him as a person, but if you like him as what... Like, if you see, like, the care he puts into these things... Yes, I you see the prayer he puts into his religion. Okay, well, he's not talking about Scientology <laughs> in any of these movies. So. What, if, what if he is? What if Mission Impossible 8, <laughs> or whatever we're up to now, is going to be like Mission Impossible, the Scientology Chronicles? Oh, no. No. And it's gone all going to get greenlit and Paramount See, are going to be and what were you it. saying? What were you saying earlier in the show when I was saying, you know, you fight me on things? Oh, no, I never fight you on anything. <laughs> mm, and I, what is happening right now? So, yes, I definitely would. I will at some point bring up a series where we kind of double feature each movie and yeah. then maybe close with a bonus of um, uh, The Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. The Edge of Tomorrow. That's a really good movie. Oh, the live, die, repeat, you mean? Yes. <laughs> or the, um, whatever the hell it's called. Yes. Can we not get Mark Riley to shout about that movie? Yes. Edge of Tomorrow is getting another <laughs> fucking sequel. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's all I'd want. That would all, that would be, that would, that would make... <laughs> The whole sort of Tom Cruise filled series better if, if that was we a could potential. Just have his rants at the start of every episode. Yes. I would so, adore it. Mission Impossible, I think, is owed definitely its own series for sure. But yeah, you pick some great ones, and I think maybe we could down the line. I mean, we'd have the same kind of issue with the Disney series. We kind of had so many we wanted yeah. to do, and so many great suggestions that we may go and do another Disney series. So, I mean, down the line, we could definitely do another movies based on TV show series and incorporate some of your picks because these are some great choices. I just pick movies yeah. that I love that I think you would also enjoy, and movies I know yeah. well so that I can kind of guide you through this <laughs> this new you're world. You're a very good guide. You're so a very I usually good guide, like to Jenny. pick things that I know particularly well. So you may not enjoy them, but I mean, I enjoy them. So, you know. As much as you may hate me, I couldn't ask for a better guide oh, through this thank you. lot of nonsense. I'm just hungry with like power. Get so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how that kind of works. But hey, <laughs> What what am I then hungry with? Uh, education. Yes, the, the, hungry the willingness to learn. <laughs> I was just about to say it, and you see, snatched see. the words right away see, from me. We're, we're, we're on right it. There. We're, we're on, on it. it. We're yeah. like <laughs> we're, we're like that head yes. together. Yes. Yes. We we we, we get that. <laughs> we get that in the end. Thank you, Steve, for that call, by the way. A wonderful yes. call. You're the best. Uh, we've loved your calls recently. They've been so good. They've yes. been so, such good calls. Love wonderful. them. Um, I think that may just wrap us up today, well, Janine. I, I was going to ask you one thing yes. about this movie. 
What okay. was, you know, this movie did have some action. So what was an action set piece that you enjoyed from this movie? Do you know what? It was quite early on. Okay. I think a highlight one was quite early on for me. Um, actually, w- when we first see Army Hammer. Okay, the beginning car chase kind of thing. Yeah. Running the, after the, the car and then trying to hold the car. <laughs> yeah. The whole ending was, of it with the zip line. I was re- <laughs> yeah. I was just really... I kind of really impressed by the athleticism of Army Hammer. Okay. In that particular, and I know he's kind of a he's a really athletic big guy, guy and yeah. Bulky dude looks after himself, as does Henry Cavill, obviously, as does Alicia Vikander and everybody. Uh, I never know how to say her name properly either. Vikander, Vikander, Alicia, Alicia. I think it's Alicia it? Vikander. Is she Danish? Danish, yeah. She's sweet. Is she Swedish? Danish or Swedish? Scandinavian. Call it Scandinavian and be happy. <laughs> because it's accurate. Unless, of course, she turns out to be Dutch. Yes. Which is then not correct. <laughs> sorry, Alicia Vikander. Well, um, I'm sure she's listening, so I'm sorry. Yes, but... definitely. Avid listener of It's a Wonderful well, Podcast. you. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what, what we, the, the, yes, the opening car chase. Really did like it. Really did like it. Very, very entertaining way to kick off the movie. Gets you right into the spirit of things from the first minute. Or the first, you know, five minutes. She and is, um, Swedish and a quarter Swedish. Finnish. <laughs> Finnish. Yes. Okay. There we go. Lovely. Uh, I had, I had but to yeah, that—that's <laughs> my—that was my favorite standout action set piece. I think I also liked when they were—was it when they were breaking into the safe? I liked yeah when they were breaking into that whole factory because it was like yes. like I said the whole kind of gag with the comparing gadgets like he's over here yeah cutting each little piece of the fence yeah and he says the the pliers were sharpened with a like a laser. And then he's just cutting through it and he's like, I have the laser. <laughs> and then, you know, they're trying to unlock the door and Army Hammer, he can't get his lock. So then Henry Cavill just gets it open. So it's like they both yeah. have these moments where they're kind of one upping each other. And then just yeah. the whole kind of boat chase <laughs> where Henry Cavill yeah. just finds himself like sitting in a truck. He finds like a sandwich. He finds some nice alcohol he's drinking eating the sandwiches watching army hammer get chased around <laughs> by by the bad guys in this boat and he's just watching until he eventually just decides to save him <laughs> so i thought that was a whole kind of fun sequence where you really got to see their silly dynamic and some great action and some funny moments as well like he uh, um earlier on one of the kind of evil guys takes um army hammer's watch which belonged to his father and he yes. thinks he sees one of the guards in the factory wearing his father's watch. So he like knocks the guy out for no reason, thinking that the guy has his father's watch. And then he's like, oh, uh. <laughs> so he just knocked out this guy for no reason because it turned out the guy didn't really have his dad's watch. He so uses just... this ridiculous method of knocking him out as well. <laughs> That's kind of like, it's kind of like the, it's almost like a, a, a like a death grip. Yes, and he just he's just there asleep standing up for however long. <laughs> yeah, I think he says 20 minutes. Yes. You'll be unconscious for 20 minutes, no longer. <laughs> yeah. That is Army Hammer in 
the man from <laughs> uncle because for some reason he is in talking Soviet like Russia, this. This is how we talk. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I am Army Hammer. I am Army Hammer in Soviet Russia. <laughs> I I played the Lone Ranger. <laughs> and also whatever my name was in call me by your name I've forgotten. I only remember Elio. <laughs> And then now you're sounding kind of Italian. <laughs> I only remember Elio. That was not Italian either. What the hell accent am I doing? I'm just going to go back to my regular accent. Okay, yes, stick with that. Because it's okay. safer. Yes, everybody loves it's it. It's less horrendously offensive. Yes, the ladies love to... it. <laughs> mm, doubt that. Um... <laughs> Ultimately, I think that's my takeaway from this movie, though. Just very, very fun, very, very entertaining, yeah. fully action-packed, little silly, and that's exactly what it wants to be. Yes. Um, just fast-paced, fast-paced, easy to watch, fun stuff. Uh, if you know, I don't think it was anything too special. I really don't, to be honest. I'm like that with a lot of guy with you know Guy Ritchie. To be honest with you, I don't think the stuff's too special, but it's yeah. got a vibe to it. It's always got a vibe to it. Yeah, it's all but, kind uh, of like these tough, distinctive kind of male stereotypes kind of yeah. hitting. Like you have a group of guys that kind of fit these specific archetypes um, working together or working against each other in these kinds of fun, interesting ways. And then you always have kind of that one badass female who's kind of thrown in there as well. Um, yeah. I was kind of looking through his filmography and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how all his stories are. Just kind of a cool group of guys, guys who hit every kind yeah. of archetype of a guy and one cool <laughs> chick doing some cool things either with each other or against each other. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of his uh, MO. And it, it, works, it works for him. Like, he does it, it does, well, I think. It, it does work for him. That's why Aladdin was such a departure. Yeah, I was like, that's that's a weird director choice for him. But, um, yeah, and, and I'm kind of even looking at his film. I'm like, realize, like, I haven't, he hasn't made very many movies. And I don't think really I've seen, hasn't. I haven't seen a lot of his movies. Like, I've seen bits and pieces. Neither have I. Yeah. But he, so. no, he, re he really hasn't. He's made, I think, around ten, if not nine. Yeah, like nine or ten movies. That's about it. It's, so. it's since, like, what, 98 was when Lockstock came out, I think? Something like that. Yeah, and he has, um, like, he's already kind of been able to have a very distinctive style. and um, Yeah. People yeah. know him. People know a Guy Ritchie movie when yeah. they see it. It's... You, you, you know, you can't take that away from him. He's got a style. It's worked for him. He knows how to do it. And yes. it works. Yes. You, like, I really you, you had a lot of fun with The Gentleman, for sure. So, yeah. And I had yeah. fun with this one as well. So, yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm glad you Absolutely. enjoyed it. I'm glad you had fun with this I, one. I certainly did. I think only onwards and upwards as well throughout this whole series. Should we um, uh, list off everything we're going to be covering in this series? Well, what if somebody else tries to guess what we're doing oh, on a new phone call? Okay, should we just leave it? I mean, I well, think... now they know what next week's is, so... Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I'm open to just leaving it. All right. 
And I did hint wow. that one of our picks would be a double feature. So you did. There you go. There's there's a nice there's a nice uh, guess. And somewhere in this episode as well, whether it was from one of us or from the, one of the phone calls, there may be another hint as to something. We're oh yes, doing yes, as well down right. the line. You're right. So uh, <laughs> you know, go and search for that. Yeah. Go and search for that. So Mate, let's make it a game. You've so got all the time sneaky. right you've no you've got the time right now to make a game of these episodes. <laughs> yes. So you know, go and do it. I mean it's almost um, Easter, so might as well search for clues. Is when is Easter? <laughs> when is Easter? I don't even know when Easter is. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting you to just search everything today. You are. I'm feeling totally like a Dan Merle. Well, Easter is... whenever, <laughs> whenever Easter may be. Easter is April twelfth. Yes. Okay. In two weeks. Okay. One week. What day is it? I don't know what day. It is. <laughs> Nobody what day knows is it what today? day is it. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Second, <laughs> it's it, yes. When this is coming out, it is the second of April. So Easter's ten days away. Easter's next Sunday. Yes. Okay. So if nothing else, listen to our show so you at least know what the hell day of week day of the week it is. Because <laughs> nobody That's knows a good it. point as well. A very good point. But So yeah, yes. nice segue. If you want to know when it's Monday, look for Machine Monday. It's every Monday on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. If you want to know when it's Wednesday, listen to this show. Morgan hasn't seen every Wednesday on our feed. And if you want to know when it's Friday, check out our show dedicated to classic films. It's a wonderful podcast. Hey. Yay. <laughs> we love them all. We love the schmodowns. We love the silliness. And we love the main show too. That was my little jingle. <laughs> terrible. I get worse and worse with my jingles. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. It really doesn't. It's terrible. That was better than my Morgan's History Corner jingle that I tried to uh, no, debut I on liked... this last episode of Wonderful Podcast. I liked Morgan's History Corner. Morgan's it was a great History little jingle. <laughs> it sounded like an actual jingle on the radio. Whereas what I do for Deja Vu is just ridiculous. Deja Vu, Deja Vu, Deja Vu, Deja Vu. <laughs> hey, I love it. It's <laughs> I don't even have one for the Mustache Hall of Fame. The Mustache Hall of Fame is the longest running thing on the thing. The Mustache Hall of Fame was birthed, I think, in like episode <laughs> four of the main show. <laughs> And it still doesn't have a silly little sing-song to well, it. Well, maybe we'll have to talk to David B. He'll have to make us little segment songs for all of these. Ooh. I mean, he's made David some very B. fun, silly things for the action guys. Their little cabana music and <laughs> silly uh, Brett Anaconda music. And <laughs> oh, it's Harry the best. Potter the music. Best. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yes. Um, Ooh, what a what a delicious idea! That doesn't make sense either. I'm in a strange mood. Okay, I think we're going to wrap up there, guys. Yes. It's been as nonsense as ever. But would you expect anything else no. from Morgan? Hasn't seen. No, you wouldn't. We are talking about Maverick next week, so get excited for that. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing. More throughout the uh, month of April, because it's all April. 
We're doing it monthly by now, aren't we? We're doing it monthly now. We're trying to. We're trying to stick with it. We're the trying months. to, unless if we, unless if something, we get something crazy happens. If we get something that's like a lot of movies that will have to kind of break up to longer than a month, then we'll see. But for now, we're trying to stick to all the days in one month, all the Wednesdays yes. in one month. So I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. I think we. I think we are. I think we are. We've got it all figured out. We yes. know what we're doing. It's all great. Um, but there we go, guys. Like Janine's just been through, she's been through the whole feed. You can, of course, find the whole feed, the It's a Wonderful podcast feed, all the three shows we have, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can find them on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, a whole bunch of other places. We're everywhere. We're nowhere, but we're everywhere as well. But we're also actually not nowhere, because that doesn't make any sense. I was trying to say something clever, and like usual... It doesn't work when I try and say things clever. So I just end up singing them instead to make it sound like I said it in a meaningful way. I think people enjoy that anyway. They prefer it, so... Hopefully. Going. Hopefully. Hopefully they do. Uh, what else was I going to say? The voice messages, of course, like we've said. Links in the descriptions any podcast provider you are listening on, it will be there to go and leave us a voice message. We love them. They're the best. They make us feel so special, and we love answering them on the shows. It's fun. Uh, find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. That was the longest one ever. Yeah, I was feeling fancy yes. today. What a, what a day it is to be fancy. Janine, please, all your good stuff is at... You can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to get some awesome merch for all our shows or just check out my artwork, you can find it all at my tea shop on tpublic.com at g9design. Yay. There we go. That's going to do it, guys. Until next week, there is only one thing left to do, Janine, and you know what that is. Three, two, one. <gasps> Bye. Bye.